The Tape Never Lies Network. Starts now. Super 16 is the cream of the crop. College football time of year don't stop. With Christopher Zurich, just another gold dome with the courage. Heart, skill, and will. Bringing you the best 16. Serving up a plate for the football fiends. Breaking the best 16 college teams. Football fans, it's the show of your dreams. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Super 16 Pole Show. It's been kind of interesting. We've had a couple days that we've been on Tuesdays, so we do want to apologize about that. We had to make some accommodations because of the Bears played on Monday night one week, and the other week, my producer, Phil Atosian, had a huge, huge Chicago Bear hangover because he was hanging out with the team and he was at the game. So we want to send him out a huge, huge gratitude for hanging out and giving us some great information about the Bears at that time. And we want to thank our, the Football Writers of America Association and the National Football Foundation for allowing me to do this. I'm going to give you the top 16 teams in the country. And speaking about Philatoshian, um, something may have occurred with like a little tummy ache or something like that. So unfortunately, he will not be with us. We have our super producer, Cherie Lady Bear, kind of taking that role on. Cherie, <laughs> welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. This feels weird being in front of the camera now. <laughs> no, watch out, because I need somebody to press the buttons, because I have no idea what goes on at my end. <laughs> no, I got you. And we definitely don't want you pressing buttons, because we can't have you. Ending the broadcast. Yes, unfortunately, <laughs> for those of you who may who may have seen it or may not have seen the show, I was I had the pleasure of that was Bears Hour Live, right? Uh, that was uh keeping it one hundred. Oh, right. I had the opportunity to be on uh, keeping it one hundred and was having a great time. And as I was clicking off, I hit the wrong button and ended the show. Not just my segment. So I apologize profusely to everybody that was involved, but apparently. I still have a lot of shit for it because I shouldn't have ended the show that way. No, you shouldn't have. But it's okay. We we you know we still love you even though we don't trust you around the buttons. Now we have to well, send you the guest link again. These these fingers were not made to press buttons, so I, I do apologize about that. So imagine me uh, trying to dial uh, on an iPhone. It, it, it's 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 having some issues when I text. I got to retext like five or six times. It's easier for me to speak into the phone to voice text than it is for me to text, which is a shame. Oh, gosh. Now, wonder my grandma a fan of yours. That's what she do. Hey, see? <laughs> see? Love night and grandma. As a matter of fact, yeah. how about that? So, not only did I meet you and your mom, apparently... I have met your grandmother before. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes. So I was visiting, you know, while I was in town, I decided, you know, of course, I'm, I was in town for the game, but I decided to stay 
um, a week longer so I can spend time with the visit my family, everybody okay. that's in Chicago. So I went by my Nana's and um, we were just talking and she was just kind of asking about, cause she knows that she's not familiar with all the technology and stuff, but she knows that I do, I'm on the network. Um, so she was asking about that. And I, I mentioned, I was like, oh yeah, I also produce a show with Chris Zorich and her eyes just lit up. And she was like, go over to the, the night she had a, on a coffee table. I had never paid attention. I swear, Chris, I never saw this picture before. Wow, thank you. <laughs> sure. thank you. Yeah, it's it's on the coffee table, no less. Wow. So I was, <laughs> she was like, go look at that picture. I have a picture with him. So that's why I took this picture. I didn't, uh, I don't have it uploaded. I may text it to Shane so he can upload it and we can show it later. That is hilarious. Yeah. So she was like, oh, she was like, I loved him even after he left the bed. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> well, you so tell me. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yes. And then I asked, I said, Well, when was that picture taken? And my grandfather passed in 94. So she was like, Well, it okay. had to be after 94 because I wouldn't have took the picture if your granddaddy was alive. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been him instead of her taking the picture. So. <laughs> no, it still would have been her. The women okay. in my family are the sports fans, not the men. It's so weird. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, well, this, well, yeah. That's fun. If they have a chance, they got. A trip down memory lane. It's 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 exciting. I'm still kind of feeling the effects of the whole TTNL crew being in Chicago for a couple games ago. So I don't know how you guys do it. I'm still exhausted from that. Oh, I'm exhausted. I drove home Saturday, so Ooh, uh, Lord, <laughs> I drove back to Virginia. I'm back in Virginia now. So oh my God, drive from Chicago to the DC area. It's about ten hours, so I was oh. exhausted. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're safe. I'm glad that you're able to come in and fill in for our lonely producer who is, again, has a little, little tummy ache, so he cannot be here. So this is the segment now where Phil has this rant about the bear, so I'm going to kind of hand it off to you. You may not have a 20-minute rant like he does, I'm not, I'm not but please tell us about your feelings about the game. Um, Frustration. I... It's getting to a point where I don't want to believe the tanking concept, but now the losing really does seem intentional. It's mm. it's ridiculous. The personnel that they're putting on the field, it's you know that these people can't do their job. I mean, you had Kyler Gordon looking completely lost. Our whole offensive line just was out of sync. We They didn't know what was going on. It was going to get our quarterback killed. And I mean, with that, the news that we got today that his shoulder was dislocated. So now it's a question of they're saying that he's day to day, could possibly be season ending. So we're still waiting to get the results on that. So we don't know if he's going to be starting uh, Sunday against the Jets. But it's just a season that I get preparing for the future. But I'll tell you, last year, I was the main one clowning the Rams about you know, oh, y'all going all in. You probably won't win. You're spending all this money, won't win. And they win a Super Bowl. And now I'm like, why can't we do that? Like, right. I just want one. Right. <laughs> I don't care. I, like, I know I, it's a bad thing. I don't care about the future. I want it now. Our last Super Bowl was 1985. And I'm tired of having to reference that as the last time we had a legit Super Bowl contending team. Even the 06 team, our defense was there, but our offense wasn't. Right. I would just right. like to have a team where – we see all cylinders firing together. So it's, I don't care about the draft picks that we're getting just by losing. Don't, please don't tell me any of that. Just, 
I want to win now. Like it's the the losses are disappointing. Yes, for the the Miami game and the Detroit game, the refs had a fact uh, played a big a big factor in it. But last week, even though there were some bad no calls and miss call, you know, miss calls and um bad calls, but this one I can't put on the refs. It was clearly the Bears just it's every game they're in it, and then they break your heart. Like, I'd rather just blow us out. Right. So, <laughs> I've already tuned out by the third quarter. Don't have me holding on to the last second and breaking my heart. Like, Well, here's the hard thing. Imagine what's going on in that locker room, right? I mean, everybody on the team, everybody has social media. Uh, long, long before social media was around, I was in the locker room, and we had a couple 4-12 and 12 seasons. And so the the conversation in the locker room becomes what's going on? What are the coaches doing? Are they doing this on purpose? Are we going to be here next year? And so that's those conversations are going on in the locker room now. And since we've seen what happened with Quinn and uh, Roquan, we've seen them make a, a, a proactive move to say, hey, we're going to improve this team for the future. What happens in that locker room? So, so that's really the – thing that I'm worried about, and especially now that QB1 goes down, what's going to happen to the locker room? I mean, that's true. It's obvious he was carrying, literally carrying the team. So you have the number one player go down, and what do you have to play for for the rest of the season? And I get that. For the players, the morale is is low, but it's it's frustrating and I am not one of them people that's looking forward to the draft. I like I'll I care about the draft when draft time rolls around. During the season, I want to see wins. So right, right, right. <laughs> and, and, and again that's the hard part because you get into this rhythm of saying, well, if we keep on losing or if we uh don't finish out with wins then we'll have a chance to get a higher draft pick. And the person that's talking about that may be the one that may be traded or cut because they're talking about that. So it, it's just this crazy cycle of a losing team. When we, we, the only thing you can sit there and talk about are, are losses, then it gets very, very frustrating in the locker room. Yeah, and I mean, even though Fields has been exciting to watch, it's still, it's not enough. Like, he's exciting, don't get me wrong, before anybody come at me saying I hate Fields, I do not, I love Justin Fields. <laughs> uh, but it, to me, it's not, it's it's exciting, but I still want the win. So, and then for the people who are like, okay, like even the fans who are like, well, oh, we're tanking, we're going to get this player in the draft, it's the Bears. They never get who you want. <laughs> there you go. What are you looking there for? You go. All you're going to do is be disappointed on draft night when they don't pick the guy that you were looking for. Right. So right. it's you're looking for you're, you're hoping for something that consistently hasn't happened. And I mean, it's the definition of insanity. And as Bears fans, yes, we are insane. Yes, we are. <laughs> and, and as a fan and player and a fan again now, I, I, I feel I'm behind you 100. percent I feel the exact same way you do. So, yeah, that's – I mean, that's all I got on the Bears. It's not much to talk about because we still lost. So Unfortunately. Yes, we, yes, we did. All right, well, then let's kick <laughs> off the Super 16 show, and let's talk about number 16. Number 16, Florida State. All right, so here's a team that 
folks weren't too happy about in the, in the in the preseason. All of a sudden, they have a chance to, to beat an, an LSU team that everybody thought was going to suck. So, therefore, their season was just going to be terrific. And then we found out that it might not be as good as we thought it was going to be. There were some player issues. But they have a chance to kind of make their debut on the Super 16 poll show after beating um, Louisiana 49-17. Uh, I've been kind of watching them, but their opponents really haven't been that stellar. Uh, really didn't beat too many ranked teams. Let me uh, see the actual teams that they, they, they did beat. It's uh, kind of interesting because when you look at kind of the, the conference they're in, it's, they're really not all that spectacular. And so from that point on, you sit there and say, okay, what the hell is going on? Because they have no clue what they're doing because they suck. So the idea would be if they do have some, sex, some success, which they've had, uh, they will have a chance to be on the Super 16 poll show. So with that, um, the the crazy news is that Jordan Travis, their quarterback, has over 2,500 yards, which actually puts him number three with a quarterback rating of 85.3, which is really, really kind of crazy. So their next opponent is going to be Florida, which is going to have that, that industry rivalry, and we actually have a couple of those coming up. So let's take a look at number 15. Number 15, Notre Dame. All right, well, how much time do we have here? This is going to be great. Uh, I'm excited about this because... You know, enough time so you can have all the time you want to talk about Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> this, well, this, this, this is the reason why to be back on because after a 44-0 snowstorm, in South Bend, um, I, I'm, I'm actually trying to come up with a couple of pictures that I, I have from that. I thought I was going to be able to show them, but I might not be able to. Um, it was really, really interesting being down there um, at first. And I think at one point there was a five second or no, I'm sorry, a, a five minute clip that they had that kind of showed um beautiful green looking field and then within five minutes it was like an inch of snow which was absolutely insane so that was kind of cool to see but the idea that they were able to finally shut out a team and be dominant i was very excited about um because they haven't had a chance to do that all year um and i, I would have to go back i'm not sure how far i would have to go back but i'm not sure how long it would what game it was last year that they were able to be so dominant. So the fact that they actually shut a team out, I was very, very excited about. So for me, uh, Sri, this is just an amazing, amazing feeling. Now, kind of coming up, they have USC, who we'll have a chance to talk about a little bit later. But USC is really, really good this year. Um, they've kind of, they're kind of in the same situation where they have a new coach as well. Um, but um, the, the thing with, with Lincoln Riley, he's had uh, an opportunity to be a head coach before. And so that's really kind of the biggest difference with him and Marcus uh, because folks are always trying to compare first-year coaches, um, first-year head coaches 
with Coach Freeman at Notre Dame, and it's really not coming up roses for Coach Freeman. However, um, he's doing what he can, but when you have an opportunity like Lincoln Riley had where he actually brought Dan, and this is an exaggeration, not the whole team, but a bunch of guys from the team, which is his former team, Oklahoma, over to USC, um, you see the, the, the type of success that he's had. So right now, um, you're looking – well, I'll talk about USC when it gets – it's going to be a tough game. Uh, the one thing I do want to talk about, though, is the really cool thing about playing USC at the end of the year, what, what I enjoyed was – and this will sound crazy, but we didn't have a chance to go home and spend Thanksgiving with our families. We actually spent it with, with, with the guys on the team, which were actually, was, actually was really great because it gave us that opportunity to kind of bond and really kind of be thankful for our teammates and stuff. So I'm assuming, I don't know for sure, I'm assuming they're not going to go home for like for a day or two, that they're going to spend it together uh, on campus and then travel over to, to SC. So I was jacked to see a 44 uh, zero game against the Irish. Wish I had a chance to see more defensive plays, but literally you really couldn't even see out there because of all the snow. So we can move on to number 14. Number 14, Washington. Okay, now this is fun because we have another new team in the Super 16 poll, and we're, we're talking about an actual legit pretty good Washington team. However, they did lose to UCLA and Arizona kind of right in the middle of the season. Uh, they beat a, a, a bad Michigan State team in the beginning of the year, um, but then they wound up bouncing back after uh, a couple of marginal wins uh, against um, a ranked Oregon State, and they actually beat an Oregon team. So that kind of got me excited, but they just barely beat them. So I wasn't sure. So after demolishing Colorado, uh, why not put him on there? And here's the thing that blew me away. And I I did not know the quarterback was this good. Uh, Michael Penix has over 4,000 yards this year. Uh, that puts him obviously at number one in passing yards in the whole uh, Division One of NCAA. And, and that's pretty cool. So having a chance to kind of see that aspect, even though I, I don't stay up until like 3 o'clock in the morning watching the Pac-12 games, um, it was, it's kind of cool to kind of see them kind of have that type of success against a pretty interesting Pac-12 uh, conference this year. Um, I'm not sure where this is going to put them. Uh, their next game is going to be their rival game against Washington State. So let's move on to number 13. Number 13, Kansas State. Right, all right, all right. We got Kansas State moving up three spots um, after they beat kind of a average West Virginia team. Um, Will Howard, quarterback, didn't have that great of a game. Um, he, yeah, I mean, it, it was okay, but he, he normally was tearing it up. Only had a couple touchdowns, so unfortunately, not the best. Their next game is going to be against Kansas. Obviously, it's going to be their rival rivalry game. And as we had a chance to see, Kansas has been kind of on a, a a tear this year. So it may give them the opportunity to kind of get some more recognition beating a lower-ranked team in Kansas. But I'm sure they want that kind of interstate rivalry 
uh, bragging rights. So we can move on to number 12. Number 12, Tennessee. Now, this is obviously the biggest shock in the world. Um, No one thought this was going to happen. After demolishing Mizzou like 500 to nothing, uh, they had a chance to play South Carolina, who I think at the time, I think they may they may just have reached uh, the 500 um, on their season. Uh, let me see. Hold on a second. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so with that win, um, there were actually six, six and four. So everybody in all of college football was surprised because they threw up 63 points against a Tennessee team that folks were talking about an actual national championship. So that was really bizarre that we did not have a chance to kind of have that happen. But uh, Hendon Hooker, unfortunately, got injured. Now, before he got injured, he threw up 247 yards, had three touchdowns, but uh, I think I believe he tore his ACL. So that's kind of the the injury that he's had. However, his quarterback ranking is still number two at 89.6. And I think somebody has – oh, it's – okay, yeah. So it's 89.6. I'll tell you what the, the, the first person has as we get up there. But, I mean, this was an amazing game for, for, for those who had a chance to see it. Um, really, everybody thought that Tennessee was going to come back uh, no one, I don't even know what, what the uh, the spread was, but no one had Tennessee losing this. First of all, no one had Tennessee losing, but then no one had Tennessee losing this bad. So it was kind of crazy to see. So, um, however, I still believe that he should be, the quarterback hooker should be on the Heisman watch. He's had a great, great season. Um, his season really picked up after they uh, beat Alabama. Um, and then obviously he was kind of, uh, everybody knew his name after that. So, uh, I think he should still be there in New York, but it's, it's getting kind of down to the wire. And I think there's only going to be a handful of folks that, that are going to be in, in New York this year. And unfortunately to some folks, I think they're all going to be quarterbacks. So I'm sure some people have some comments about that. Let's move on to number 11. Number 11, Utah. This was a rough one for, for my guy, Cameron Rising, the quarterback there. Now, he had a really bad game through three picks, um, wound up losing to Oregon, who's actually a pretty good team um, with Bo Nix. But uh, this is literally going to put them out of uh, any chance to, to really – I mean, the only chance they have to do now is go to a really good bowl game. Unfortunately, um, they really had – uh, really some, some nice uh, opportunities, uh, but their losses were uh, in the first week, first week of the season was was um, Florida. They wound up rolling. They lost to UCLA, and then they had the, this loss. So obviously have a chance if they get to a good bowl game, but I really thought this was going to be the year for for uh, Utah, but unfortunately uh, it's, it's not going to happen. So their, their last game was, was against Colorado, which obviously they they should probably win. So they're going to end on a really good note, uh, being nine and three. 
and have a chance to go to a good bowl game. But overall, I think it's going to be a disappointing um, season for them considering the the point differential they they lost by. So they lost to Oregon by three points, lost to Florida by three points, and UCLA was 10. So you add that up, obviously they're, 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 they're going to dominate Colorado. So, so that's the kind of, you know, almost 16 points by being and having an undefeated season. So I'm sure they're, they're going to have a, a rough offseason, but a positive one as well. So let's move on to our top 10. Number 10. Penn State. <laughs> okay, so here we have what I, I've been loving on Penn State all year. Um, thinking that, you know, hey, this is going to be their year. Um, unfortunately, what we had, we had a chance to see, they had a couple of hiccups and only lot. And again, I'm going to say this again. I've said it before. Their only losses are or were against ranked Ohio State team and a ranked Michigan team. Those are their only losses. And so kind of what I talked about before, um, with uh, Utah, I mean, they're going to finish. Their their next opponent is Michigan State. They're going to finish the season ten and two, go to a, a a good bowl game, and then they'll have a chance to kind of see. Oh no, sorry about that. I want them to go to a really good bowl game. Not not sure which one it's going to be. We'll have, we'll actually have a show about that, talking about where teams should go and everything like that. But they are going to finish the the season. Um, on a good note, as I said, they're, they're going to play Michigan State. Um, Sean Clifford, the, the guy that Phil and I loved all year, will probably finish in the range of about maybe 2,500 yards for the season. So not a bad season. They beat Rutgers 55-10, and their next opponent is going to be Michigan State. So we can move on to number nine. Number nine, USC. Okay, Sharif, so this is the one that I've kind of been talking about because this game, it was an amazing game. We had UCLA versus USC, all the hype. Uh, the the UCLA quarterback was talking mess. Um, it, it was just kind of an interesting uh, game, and it was really kind of going back and forth. Um, not sure if they played defense in the Pac-12 because uh, they wound up beating UCLA 48 the 45, uh, although there are some great plays. Um, Caleb Williams, uh, the, the guy I think who really kind of etched his um, uh, mark on having a chance to really kind of be a front runner uh, for the Heisman. Um, I think he's probably either one or two right now for the majority of folks. I have my own kind of picks that, that we can talk about in a little in a couple minutes, but the idea that uh, Caleb Williams is 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 as good as it gets. I mean, he is a great quarterback. He was good at uh, Oklahoma, and he's obviously even better now. Uh, the reason why his team is ranked ninth <laughs> um, uh, one is because they suffered. I forgot who it was. Let me see. The um the, the only loss 
was to a number 20 uh, Utah. And I think if, if we could all recall that game, uh, the the quarterback actually ran a um, – it was a two-point conversion. They wanted beating them. And so although they're ninth, I mean, when you look at it, like they only played um, – it was right. So they only played one ranked team and beat them, and that was UCLA. Uh, they wound up losing to Utah. So and, and they were they were kind of a lower ranked team, but that's really the only. And then they're in a poor conference. I mean, you can't talk about Cal, and you can't talk about Colorado um, as being kind of great contenders. Washington State. So they're they're kind of the Pac-12 really isn't that great this year. And so that's why I think they were kind of ranked lower. But their big game coming up, obviously, is against the, uh, is against the Irish. I was talking a little bit about that before. Um, it's going to be a huge, huge game for both uh, Notre Dame and USC. I mean, USC, there's a, a possibility if a whole bunch of stuff happens. I don't think they will. But having a chance maybe get in the top six at the end of the year could happen. Um, but so, so this is going to be a huge, huge game for SC and even a larger game for, for Notre Dame because this will they'll get the opportunity to be ranked higher um, at the end of the year. So let's move on to number eight. Number eight, Clemson. <laughs> okay, so Clemson. They have had just kind of a crazy, crazy year. Um, after their loss to Notre Dame, it just seems like they just kind of tanked. Um, they wound up beating Miami 40-10, to 10, which Miami's having a terrible, terrible year. Uh, they, they wound up taking that, taking some of that out, <clears throat> that aggression out with Louisville after the, the ND game. But again, these guys, Clemson's kind of running into the same thing that um, that USC is running into, their conference isn't that strong. Um, they have a couple of kind of newly minted uh, ranked teams, uh, North Carolina State, um, and then also uh, Syracuse. But as far as having the strength that they need in order to, to, to be um, ranked higher, even after a loss, um, it is just not there. So I think Clemson lost their opportunity when Notre Dame beat them uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, our, our quarterback, uh, DJ uh, Aguglianli, something like that, um, is going to finish with probably about, about 3,000 yards for the season, which, again, is going to be great for him. Um, but as a whole, I think that they're going to play the rival, uh, South Carolina, and then they're going to be playing uh, North Carolina – for the uh, ACC championship, which um, and, and we, we, we saw what happened with North Carolina last week. It would have been nice for them to have a chance, maybe even maybe talk about getting into the top four, but that's not going to happen this year. And so you'll see uh, along with the Pac-12, the ACC might get, they will get locked out of not having a champion or not having the winner of their championship game go into the final four. So although it was a good season for Clemson, um, wound up being, beating some ranked teams, they just faltered to Notre Dame, who was 
unranked at the time, and that just kind of knocked them down. So um, it's going to be an interesting game against North Carolina. They'll have a chance to kind of take that aggression out. But before that, they have their rivalry game, which is South Carolina. So that'll be next week. So let's move on to number seven. Number seven, Oregon. Okay, now this is this is a really fun team. Um, I'm really excited about Bo Nix kind of having a second life after all the craziness that happened with him at Auburn. Uh, um, so the idea that he has kind of a new life has been great. Um, he has he already has over 3,000 yards this season. Uh, they beat Utah uh, 20 to seven. Um, again, that's the reason why Utah got knocked down and. Uh, Oregon has a chance to move up. Um, again, they're going to kind of be in the same spot as Clemson and um, uh, the other teams in the Pac-12 because their conference just isn't as strong as the other conferences. And trying to have trying to come back um, after two losses um, is tough. I'm trying to find out. Um, who, yeah, who have lost his worst it was Washington, which we just didn't think was going to happen. And then the first game of the year, which was Georgia. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Um, they have uh, another game against Utah, um, against Oregon State, which is their rivalry game. Um, so that'll be fun for them. But they'll have a chance to go to a good bowl game as well. So let's take a look at number six. Number Six, Alabama. Now, this was Sheree. This this is kind of tough because I've been an Alabama fan for the last 10 years. Uh, I think what Alabama is doing is phenomenal. Um, I know Shane, the smartest man in the world. I know he's a, 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 a Bama fan. But it's just kind of what happens to Bama this year, you know. And, and I think Bryce Young, who won the Heisman Trophy, last year uh, will not even be in New York this year, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. I mean, he's currently, he has 2,600 yards passing for the season. Um, now, again, they lost two games, right? They, they, they lost the game against Tennessee and LSU. When you think about the other games that they were close in, um, you know, they, they almost got beat. Uh, who was that? Uh, they almost got beat by Texas A&M again. Um, kind of for a second year in a row. So this year isn't what Alabama is supposed to be. And I, I think folks are, not me, I think other folks are excited about that because they have a chance to kind of see new blood uh, that that kind of is going to be in the Final Four and have a chance to compete for that, um, that SEC championship. And quite frankly, I mean, th- this might be, the first time in a long time that they're not competing for the SEC championship, which is kind of interesting because the, the last game of the year for them is going to be their next game, and it's going to be um, Auburn in the in the Iron Bowl. I mean, obviously they'll have a chance to go to a good get, bowl game, and of course uh, they will go to a good one because they travel well and they are Alabama. But as a uh, as a huge proponent. And fan of Bryce Young, I think Bryce Young is one of the best quarterbacks uh, this year. Uh, he's calm, cool, and collective. Um, however, he's going to miss out on this opportunity to kind of be um, in New York for the Heisman 
again. So, but again, they're gonna have a chance to go to a great bowl game. They'll, they'll finish strong in the Iron Bowl, but it was a it was a rough year for them. And then they lost two games. I I know that that sounds crazy, but the the the, the expectation for Alabama is so high that when it's not there, when it doesn't happen, then people start freaking out. And like me, because I want them to be as dominant as they have been in the past, but that's not happening. So let's move on to number five. Number five, TCU. Now, this was a huge shocker. Um, I actually, uh, it was kind of interesting because folks wanted them to be in the top four. Um I just I couldn't do it, and mainly they're trying to call up. Uh, mainly the fact that they literally lost to Auburn by one point. I mean, I would, I would have dropped them lower, um, but they stayed at number five. Um, they, they they couldn't move up one because um, I just didn't think they could. Um, it, it wouldn't have been fair to the ones above them. But when you look at kind of their their season, yes, they're undefeated. It's hard to be undefeated. I was undefeated in college. It was tough. But the teams they played weren't that great. And so I could see where – I know why I picked them to be out of the Final Four. But when you think about kind of what the college football playoff committee is going to think about, they're, they're going to think about their opponents as well. And I'm not too sure how they're going to rank them. Yes, we talked about Kansas being ranked at one point. At one point, Oklahoma State was 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 kind of ranked high, and even Kansas State wasn't. They they beat all those guys, but it's going to be kind of a flash in the pan. And and I hate to say this because I'm sure I get criticized, but it's almost like like how Cincinnati was last year. Again, totally different conferences. Uh, Cincinnati, I believe, in the Conference USA, uh, right? I think, but. The um, the the strength of schedule obviously is in favor of TCU, and being in the Big Twelve is important. But when they're not a, a strong conference, then you get blamed, even though you, you you're having some some success. So I don't believe they earned that spot to be in the Final Four. They still have to play Iowa State, who has been tough in the past. Um, and I think that um, it's, it's going to be interesting to see who they play in the Big 12 championship. So let's move on to number four. Number four, Michigan. Now, Shree, you might have something to say about this. I don't know. Of course I do. Oh, gee, <laughs> really? What is that? Look, I get we struggle against Illinois, but uh, Illinois against we Illinois. We we drop for that. Yes, are you kidding? Y'all y'all almost because y'all almost lost. Had had if Illinois got two first downs, y'all would have lost. And at, at that point, I was I was kind of freaking out because I want them I want them on Ohio State to have this great game, which they are going to have. But I I didn't want that to falter. So yes, but. I didn't take them out of the top five or the top four. They had to drop a little bit, though, you don't think? No, no, no. Look, I'm not going to lie. Like I said, I was driving during listening to that game. 
I had almost had to pull over because I got nervous. See? <laughs> I'm See? not gonna lie. That game had me ready to, to drive to uh <laughs> Ann Arbor to get him a piece <laughs> of your mind, huh? I was ready. And I was actually driving past uh Notre Dame when y'all had like eight minutes left. But oh really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's where I was around that time. But yeah, that game, it it did make me nervous because I'm like, Illinois, we should not be struggling against Illinois. Exactly. But I do think that we'll regroup and we're going to come back just as strong to take on Ohio State. We ready. We needed that kind of wake-up call. I, I, I hope so. And that's really kind of a positive way to kind of look at it. I mean, seriously, though, it's kind of a, a positive way to kind of look at it because y'all needed something. And if, 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 if a two-point differential isn't kind of a wake-up call that you need, then I'm not sure, you know, what kind – um, what kind of wake up call? What kind of what type of other wake up call would you listen to? I mean, and it could have been a situation where they already, because you know, that's the game. That's the one. Ohio State is the one that circled on the calendar, right. so they could have already been looking for to that game and kind of overlooked Illinois and got a little caught up. So a little story. They almost <laughs> lost, but we didn't. That's hey, we almost won. The Bears almost won, but we didn't. <laughs> right. Exactly. So. Oh, I, oh, exactly. Exactly. I hear you. So we take what the actual record books say: the wins and the losses. We won. That's what matters. That, yeah. Okay. That, that, that's 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 fair enough. But again, I got a little got a little nervous for you, and I knew when I had uh, Michigan um, there at number four. Um, even though they kind of dropped one, I knew I'd kind of get a lot of crap for it. So I do apologize for those Michigan fans, but I kind of gave you the reason why it happened. So I do apologize about that. I already knew why, but, you know. <laughs> I, knew, I had a feeling. Once I saw, I was like, oh, this score is too close for Chris. Oh, uh, see? At three. <laughs> but, but, but see, here's the thing, though. That, that's just being honest, right? I mean, I've consistently felt that way. Right, so it wasn't like, oh, I wonder where Chris is going to put them. You kind of knew that, you know, mm -hmm. hey, you know, there's there's a chance that they might go, they might go down. I, I knew it. I was like, because we, like I said, the fact that I was nervous and I'm normally confident, like, oh, we still can play because we we've been really good, even though the games like we've had those games where we started out kind of slow in the first half. In the second half, we normally take off. Right. So that's why I was like, normally I'm like, oh, we got this. But when it was coming down to it, and I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is too, too much for Chris. We're going to drop. But it's like, I, I do appreciate yeah. that you kept us in the top four. But I still think we should have stayed at three. But, you know, that's just my personal bias. I'm biased. I can admit I'm biased and I'm allowed to. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. I, I, have, I have all the confidence in the world that you know kind of your team and why you're kind of Working, why do you want them to win? Which is fine, but it was too close for me. Way too close. Way too close. It's okay. That's why Harbaugh. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Oh, that's okay. We're we going to redeem ourselves uh, Saturday. Okay. Now, I like that. Now, it just so happens that number two, we, we can move on to number two. Okay, hold on. Let me go back down. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Wait, no, we on three. We on three. Go number three. All right. Yeah. So, so let's let, let's pause that. Let's talk about number two when we get there. I'm sorry. Okay. Let's talk about number three. My bad. Number 
three, LSU. Now, honestly, this has been the biggest surprise. Um, I did not think that LSU would be anywhere near um, the top four. Um, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But, but let's take a gander, okay, at um, some of the, here, let's, hold on a second. Let's move the screen over. Okay. So I want to take a gander at the other, nope, ah, damn it. Okay, hold on. Let me move this over here and let me find my, oh, here we go. Okay, sorry. So let's take a gander at kind of the season that our, um, our LSU Tigers had, okay? So the first game of the year, their first game, they get not blown out, but they lose by one point against Florida State. And at that point, you know, who the hell is Florida State, right? And so I think that really kind of hung over their head. They played New Mexico, Southern. I mean, again, no no team is going to kind of put them in, in, in a big ranking. Auburn's having a terrible year. They beat Auburn by uh, four points. Not great. Then they lose to Tennessee. Okay, so now they're kind of on the back burner, right? But then they pop up and they beat a number seven Ole Miss. And then Brian Kelly's balls are just humongous because he went at home. He went for the win, two-point conversion, and he did it. As much as I'm not a Brian Kelly fan, I got all the respect in the world for him because he did what no one else would have done, and he completed that two-point conversion, did well. So then, boom, that, that kind of gave him – a, 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 the team that rise they needed in the rankings, and then other people start fumbling, right? You got Tennessee, you got um, Ole Miss, all these teams start falling down, and then you find them in a situation where Michigan almost loses a game to Illinois, and bam, they're in number three. So I honestly be really interesting to see where they're going to be in the college football playoff ranking because they were number seven and we and I had them last week um, at number seven as well. And so if they're thinking correctly, they may put you know LSU in the top three. So it's going to be very exciting. Um, however, they they do have Texas AM next. Um, we, we you know that's going to be a pushover. However, folks are going to be a little nervous. Um, because it is an an, S, an SEC game at Texas A&M. So if, if Texas A&M has nothing else to live for, their team, it would be great to kind of take down um, LSU as they're going to be ranked very high. Then after that, regardless, they have a chance to compete against Georgia for the um, SEC championship. However, if they lose, I think Tennessee may have – or no, they already played Tennessee – so I'm not sure if they lose. I think it might be Ole Miss, I think, if um, they lose Texas a but they're not going to lose to Texas a and and they're going to compete against Georgia for the SEC championship, which would make it all interesting if they want to beat Georgia, which would be crazy because then all hell will break loose. But I think that it was kind of interesting that the game that um, Michigan falters a little bit and just barely wins 
then you have LSU having a chance to kind of move above them. That's my theory. Let's see if they listen to me, but who might? So the next team is a number, number two. two, Ohio State. Okay, now this is going to be this is going to be one of those games, Sheree. This is they, they've been building this up all year. This is this may. And I'm being funny here. This may be as big as Ohio State Notre Dame in the beginning of the year, which like the first week, it was a crazy, crazy big game. I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of joking around. There was a huge rivalry. Everybody <laughs> in Ann Arbor and Columbus. I mean, this is the game for them. Um, I'm so excited that they both are coming into this game uh, undefeated, ranked very high. Um, so it's going to be interesting. Well, first of all, let's talk about So Ohio State beat Maryland. Barely. Let's let's Barely. point that out. Well, Ohio State by 13, by 13. Yes, they, they did struggle, <laughs> but they wound up beating them by almost by two touchdowns and a missed field goal. Okay. Let them score 17 in the fourth quarter. You are correct. You are correct. It, it was a bad game on Ohio State's part, but they had a double digit victory. Then they're gonna be playing Ohio State. So they may have been thinking about Michigan. Next game, and if they if they're, if they're thinking about Michigan the next game, and they win by double digits, and Illinois is thinking about Ohio State the next game, or excuse me, Michigan's thinking about um, Ohio State the next game, and they only beat Illinois by two, no. almost lose. I'm not I'm not buying that logic. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, and they they have the quarterback who's ranked as the highest quarterback ranking at ninety eight point seven. Um, this kid just doesn't miss. Um, and, and he's, he's throwing up crazy, crazy numbers. So, uh, he's over 3,000 yards this year. Um, I, I didn't want to talk about uh McCaffrey's yards because they're nothing. I don't even think he broke 2,000 this year. So, McCarthy, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. look, we went in. <laughs> okay, all right, okay, yep, there, there, there you go, there you go. That's I'm not gonna lie, like, I know Stroud is balling, and McCarthy isn't like he's not, he's, he's not, not balling, he, you know, he don't put up the big numbers, but we win the games. And he, he is the opposite of balling right now, <laughs> so, yeah, so he is, he is, he's just getting by, he's just ball, he's just ball. He didn't have the ALL. He With has an eleven and zero record, though. Yeah, that's, I know. Isn't that crazy? That's all that matters. We, we have became, we have became so be cynical. game manager. That, that's true. We have became so cynical that eleven and zero season is just okay. Well, yeah. for Michigan, yeah. you know, for for teams like that, that's the standard. So there, yeah. Yeah. there you go. So I think it's going to be a great game. I'm obviously going to be um, watching that. I think that's going to come on before. No, I think. Uh, I think actually, I think it's going to be a afternoon game, isn't that right? It's a noon game. That's crazy. So I'm sure every person that ever even heard of college football is going to be have their eyes on that game because that is like that has so many implications. And depending on what happens with the college football playoff picks, um, there's a chance. So let's just say, for example, that Michigan is number four. Mm-hmm. Okay. In, in their picks. So if Michigan, and so you have TCU's number five, okay? So if Michigan beats Ohio State, how far does Ohio State drop? 
Do they drop out of the top four? Do well, they become that's what I've been seeing a lot of them talking about with the way, like especially with the way Tennessee fell, that even between the two of us, whoever loses the game, we can still be in the top four. Right. Right. And so that's going to be really interesting because if there's a, if, okay, well, yeah, well, I mean, so let's say Ohio State does beat Michigan. I know we're not supposed to say that, but let's say Ohio State does beat Michigan. How far does the, does Michigan drop? I mean, in your ranking. Wow. <laughs> That's what happens, man. But look, with the guy. The poll show. Wow. I hope that you consider how oh dominant we've been this season. And wow. Dominant? I, and you lost by Illinois. Okay, my bad. I mean, I'm the guy who kicked out. Everybody got a bad, have a bad work day. I'm the guy who kicked out my alma mater out of the top 16 because they 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 beat Navy by three points. So that's that's what I'm looking at. So if I'm willing to do that for the team that I bled for, I graduated with, start a scholarship there, if, if I'm willing to do that to you the ain't team that I love. Yo, yo, ex-team, your teammate. <laughs> true, true, true. See, see, that's what happens. I am willing to to – and how much I am in love with Marcus Freeman, I'm willing to say, you know what? Y'all play like shit. Get out of my pole. So, if that happens, if Michigan loses, oh, Lord, they, I don't even know where they're going to so try. So, what happens with Ohio? Because you've been keeping Ohio at two for a while, even well, though. And, and I think at one point, they were number one, and then they 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 had a little falter, and then George was able to get there. So, let's talk about the number one team. Give me a minute. In the poll. Number one, Georgia. Okay, I'm a huge Georgia fan. They deserve to be up here, Cherie, because they consistently, although they, they've had some falters, they had a little bit, a couple, couple bad games, consistently they have to defend being the champion. And that's extremely hard. I was fortunate enough to be in that same situation when I was in college, and we wound up losing our last game of the regular season the following year after being undefeated because everybody would just, I mean, they would give us a 1,000%, 2,000%. They were just trying to kill us each game. So they deserve, even though they only beat Kentucky by 10, kind of in that bad realm that you were talking about with yes, Ohio yes, State and Michigan, <laughs> it, was, it was not – a single digit that went that 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 came after one and was underneath three. So the fact that Michigan only won by two points is a huge issue. So that being said, my vote, still my vote for Heisman is Stetson Bennett, who's having a great, great year. He's over three thousand yards. Um, you may you may remember Phil and I. I'm a huge fan of his because he's a walkout. He was told, "No, get the hell out of here." You don't know what the hell you're doing. You don't need to. You don't need to be here because you're not successful. And he's about to knock on the door. Could possibly win two national championships in a row. Being a walk-on after getting told to get off the team, that's somebody I want to hire. That's somebody I want to play for. I wish he was my. Although I love me some Tony Rice, who was my quarterback 500 years ago. I would love to have been on the team with Stetson Bennett. That is my pitch. I'm not going to argue with you for number one. They the champions. 
So who am I to say? Like you gotta to be the best, you gotta beat the best. So absolutely, absolutely, and I think Shree, and this is, I mean, the, the idea that, and this is why I think why people hated New England for such a long time is that I mean they they're the best that's out there. I mean, and like like you said, if if you want to be up there with the big dogs, you gotta beat the big dogs. You gotta learn how to play like them. You have to do what they do. You have to copy their scheme, everything else. Which they've they've done, but this is a this is a team that is so dominant and having a chance to kind of do that again. And oh, by the way, they're in the toughest conference even imaginable in the SEC. Yeah. And they consistently win. So that is my pitch. That is why I love me since Stetson Bennett. People think I'm crazy, but I think he should get the Heisman. He's definitely gonna be there in New York. He may not get it because there's other people that have better stats. But as far as game management, game planning, and winning. He's and he even scores. I mean, he was juking some folk. So, love it. Love it. So, hi. There you go. Yep. I like it. I like it. I like it. Uh, see, I, I thought that since Phil was gone, I wasn't going to see any of that. That's terrible. That is, I feel so bad, man. So bad. So, Street, let's take a look at this week's top six or this week's. Super Did you want to look at uh, last week? Oh, last week's. I'm sorry. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Okay. Let's look at that. See, I'm all, I'm all discombobulated. So last week, which we had a chance, we didn't have a chance to kind of show this regularly because we had a, we had a hiatus for a week. But if you look at that, I mean, you talk about teams like Ole Miss, North Carolina did well. They ran into a team that they didn't think they're going to beat in um, West Virginia, or excuse me, uh, Wake Forest, beat them. That was terrible. You look at teams like Oregon, they wound up moving up because they beat Utah, and Utah wound up moving down. We saw LSU was at seven. Uh Alabama kind of stayed in that eight, nine area. We had Clemson. And again, I was part of kind of this huge push for Tennessee being the top four, which they belong. And then we saw them get dominated by um, South Carolina. So that was the top 16 for week 11. Let's take a look at 12. Week 12, I'm sorry. So week 12, look at that match. Okay, we have Florida State, who's new. Notre Dame is back in action after they got kicked out of my poll for almost losing the Navy for, for having 15 yards in the second damn half. That's why they were out of my poll, because they sucked. But they were able to get fired up and get back and give me a shutout and beat a um, – what was I going to say? Beat a uh, – a an ace an S an, an ACC team 44 nothing, which is the first shutout in maybe a couple years. That's awesome. Washington is new. Kansas State we're seeing back. Tennessee, unfortunately, had to drop some. Utah had to drop some. Penn State has a chance to come back again with those two losses with um Michigan and Ohio State. So it's kind of gonna be interesting to see where they end up. We got US, or USC who's gonna have a chance to play a good Notre Dame team, kind of coming back. That's going to be a huge, huge game that may even be in my top five. Who knows? We don't know yet. But Clemson, again, here's a team that everybody thought was going to do well. DJU, I didn't want to mess up his name again, uh, wound up coming back. He's going to be over 3,000 yards. Folks did not like him. They wanted the, the freshman to come in. But he's going to end up – they're going to end up with only that, hopefully, that one loss. But then they also have to play, um, I believe it's going to be North Carolina in the um, – the ACC championship. We have Oregon, 
Bama. We talked about Bama. We talked about TCU, how they needed to get out of that top four. And we saw Michigan drop one. Wasn't a lot. We only dropped one. And then we have we saw LSU, like literally, LSU has only been in the rankings the last three weeks, but I think they deserve it because of what 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 they've been able to do. So it's gonna be kind of interesting to see what happens in the SEC championship that we, we're gonna see in two weeks. We got Ohio State gonna play in another big game. They're gonna be playing Michigan. Uh, that may be in my top five. Who knows? And the last one is going to be Georgia. So let's take a look at the top five games of the week. Chris, before we do that, uh, yes. I had a, a little something. Yes. Hey, there we go. <laughs> All right. That's me when I was a baby. I think I was 13 back then. 13 or 14. Had no facial hair. Um, that, that's me. And that, that that's your... Your sister, no. right? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm clipping that so she can hear that. Sister? I'm just saying, I, I, I think that's your sister, right, Sheree? It, I, she thinks so. Me and her like sisters. That's my See? nana. <laughs> there we go. See, there we go. So that that was that was a couple years ago. I would say I would have to say just a couple. Just a couple. <laughs> just a couple. I got, I got this all this gray beard, and I, I had no hair again. I, you know, I had this, but it's all gray now. So. All that right, was a great picture. Now memory, I love that. That's awesome. But I'm mad like, that's been sitting on her. Please um, tell your sister I said hello. Table. Please, All the time, please I tell your did. sister named Nana, <laughs> nickname Nana, that, that I said hello. I would definitely tell her. All All right, all right, all right. We talked about matchups. We talked about a couple matchups during the Super 16 polls. We we're discussing the teams. Let's start from the bottom because I think we're gonna when we go up to the top, we'll understand why. But the bottom, I want to see how LSU kind of handles the success. So they're gonna be playing at Texas AM. And I think it's gonna be interesting to kind of see how AM is gonna kind of salvage their season. So if they have a chance to kind of take out LSU, when they're in this role, I think it'll be a huge, huge opportunity for them. So that's why that game is, is, is on my top five. But that's the fifth-ranked game. The fourth-ranked game, I want to see what what South Carolina does after smashing the great team that, that everybody was excited about this year. They just dominated the hell out of Tennessee. <laughs> and I want to see what happens. I mean, they put 60-plus on a great Tennessee team. What are they going to do? against Clemson, and Clemson's going to need this because not only is it a interstate rivalry, but they want to be um, dominant in the ACC and also be relevant. So uh, uh, what we heard several years ago from Dabo is that the ACC, the ACC sucks. We need better teams. Well, now that you're kind of uh, not on the rise, you aren't the top dog anymore, let's see what happens. Then we have the Iron Bowl which is yeah. always my favorite, which is kind of interesting because oftentimes it's an extremely tough game that Alabama has to play before they play the first game of the national championship, which is kind of tough for them. So it's going to be kind of interesting to see how Auburn and Alabama play out because Alabama does not have a chance. So. And that's always a good game. I like watching that. I love that game. Mm-hmm. That game is just – that is just an awesome, awesome game. There's a handful of rivalries I want to check out. Uh, it's on my bucket list. That's one of them. 
Um, I've had a chance to play in another one that I like and admire, which is the next one, which is Alabama SC. Uh, it's always a great game for us at the end of the year. However, this is going to mean a lot more. Um, SEC is trying to prove that they belong on the top of the Pac-12. Um, although Notre Dame is not a Pac-12 Pac team, going to be interesting to see how they handle playing Notre Dame after that huge win uh, over UCLA. Notre Dame is going to be excited to play them because they have a chance to prove. They have something to prove. And the last game is the game. The only game year. everyone should be watching wow. at noon o'clock on Saturday. Wow. <laughs> wow. wow. It's going to be Michigan at Ohio State. And so I thought was interesting last year is that Michigan came out just rolling. They were at home. And did they lose to Michigan State the following, the, the, the previous week? Or was it a couple games before that? It was, uh, what, like, a, I think it was, like, two weeks before. Okay, all right, all right. But, I, I mean, I know it was. Well, let me make sure. <laughs> it was just a was. huge, huge game. And, like, literally all signs were pointing that Ohio State was just going to beat the crap out of Michigan. That wasn't the case. Michigan just came out rolling last year. So it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen with Michigan when they're playing at the Horseshoe. Ohio State, they're the running back we saw for Michigan uh, got knocked out, I think, in the third quarter, I think. Um, they they showed him on the, on the little machine. Uh, he didn't play the rest of the game. Hopefully, he'll be 100% by the time they play. Uh, it's going to be a huge game. And I also think one of the running backs for Ohio State wound up not playing as well. So, as you mentioned, um, uh, our boy McCarthy is not – um, the type of quarterback that C.J. Stroud is. Uh, he's the opposite of a baller, I think I, I mentioned, um, which I is going to be interesting to see. But it's going to be a huge game. This, this is one of the games, less, if I was on Michigan's side, I would love kind of how the whole country is saying we're going to lose, we're going to lose. It's going to be terrible. You're going to play anybody this year. And all of a sudden, we're going to go out there with some Ohio State ass. It'd be great. If I was on a Ohio State's team, if I was a Ohio State's coach, I would talk to them about how we need to be dominant going into the playoffs, college football playoffs, and how this would prove that we belong into their, into, into that realm because at the end of the day, and this is my last thing, we only played one ranked team. Or no, we, we played two ranked teams, a terrible Notre Dame team in the beginning of the year, and then we played Penn State. And yet we're still ranked number two. And then we're still ranked number two. But that's because we're balling. That's because we're, we're putting up over 40 points a damn game on everybody. Over for except for Northwestern, because that was a powerhouse, or should I say a powerhouse win? It was, was kind of crazy. So that is my top five. Oh, and then here we go with the end of See, I didn't press any buttons. <laughs> didn't press any buttons yet. Because I'm saving, I'm kind of going to tone it down a little bit. Um, I don't know if we have the music for my final thoughts. Oh, I don't know what music he used. No okay, music. don't even mess with it, because he, 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 he probably tricked you. He's going to be probably playing like hard rock or something like that. Is that it? No, that's definitely not it. That's okay. That's okay. But but it's just kind of tone it down. There we go. Okay. So the final thoughts. Unfortunately, there was a tragic situation that happened to the college football world, and we saw that with uh, three young men for the Virginia football team: Lavelle uh, Davis Jr., uh, Devin Chandler, and Deshaun Harry were murdered by a former. Um, player for Virginia. 
they want to um, catch them. The guy, they're, they're not sure uh, the, the reason why this happened, but it was just something that's totally, totally tragic. Head to the football world. Everybody across the country, they had decals on the back of their helmets. I'm just really kind of a sad, sad story on kind of what, um, you know, we celebrate uh, on a weekly basis, which is what college football is all about, the excitement, the fun, the pageantry, and then all of a sudden you have something traumatic like this that happens. And, I mean, really kind of the idea of the football community kind of embracing the college um, community, embracing uh, Virginia and that team is really just kind of unfortunate something like that happened. Um, my thoughts obviously go out to the, the parents and, and, and the family members. When you send your, your your kid to college to play any sports or just in general, when you send your kid to college, uh, you hope and pray every night that your child is enjoying themselves, doing the right things, making the right decisions. Um, and it sounds like they were doing that. They were loved. They were beloved guys on the team. And for something, something as bad as this to happen was just really unfortunate. And I'm just kind of so sad to kind of see that. And I know I came from an area where things like this happen all the time. It's just unfortunate. It's not acceptable. But I know there, there's a lot of other situations that went down. There was something that, that uh, went down. I forgot what city it was, but uh, somebody shot up a uh, a LGP, L, L, blah, an LGBT plus community bar. Um, and I forgot what, what state that was in. There's a lot of stuff going on, but when it happens uh, on a football and on a football team to fellow players, it's really hard to kind of digest because you think that this the during these couple of months of football season is around that that's all-consuming, and then you have situations like this that happens. I know a couple of years ago there were um, some tornadoes that happened. Yeah, in Colorado. Thanks, and I appreciate that. Um, there were some other uh, issues that happened a couple of years ago in, in, in Oklahoma with, with the hurricanes and everything. So, I mean, we're, we're supposed to be excited about having fun, with which this show is about. Um, just we're loving our college football. And then when something like this happens, it's just so tragic because, again, these are young men in their prime. Um, I obviously didn't know them, but just the, the thought of they were kind of brothers on a college football team was important. And just knowing that um, there are parents out there that are grieving, there are, there are friends and families out there that are grieving for something that just did not have to happen, it just kind of tears my heart apart. Um, agree. Well said. I mean, it's, it's, it really is this senseless violence is is getting to be a lot. So, I mean, I uh, mirror your sentiment of thoughts and prayers going out to the families and all of those affected in that community. So, well said, Chris. And then just to confirm, um, they did cancel their last game. Virginia canceled their okay, last game. Well, okay, yeah. right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So. Because I know they were supposed to play some. I forgot who they were supposed to play. And uh, I think it was uh, Coastal Carolina. And I mean, it's just one of those situations. It's just, and, and oftentimes, and this is kind of crazy because people think like, oh, well, football, it's just a game, right? Well, oftentimes, when people are in the situation, a loved one dies. We, we just saw that with the head coach at uh, U of I, University of Illinois. His mom passed away that week. He still out. He still went out and coached. Uh, what a lot of people and, and people handle uh, death differently. People grieve differently. I respect that. And so oftentimes people get criticized, though, 
when they want to play a game the next day or if they want to play the game during that week, oh, hey, somebody passed away, that person should be grieving. Well, we don't know how this affected, how this may affect that person. And the thought that that loved one may have wanted them to go on and play, they may have been sick, I mean, anything could have happened, or more importantly, it may just get the, I don't know, I'll say this, it may get their mind off of kind of what just happened. And so if they can get, separate themselves, even for a couple hours of seeing what happens or what happened, then why don't we let them do that? But in a situation like this, I just think that this this happened like literally too close to home. And this was the brothers in the locker room. This was their best friend. So when a tragedy like this happens, it's just really hard to go out there and, and play when you know everyone's everyone's heart is really heavy. So Yeah. And I mean, like you say, people do grieve differently. So if you if your way of grieving is kind of throwing yourself into your work or your hobby or whatever, right, you have that passion for it. That's how you get through the grieving process. So I you can't judge people on how they choose to grieve. So exactly. I do agree with you there. But like you say, for this, because it was an incident that affected so many people, the best thing was to just cancel the game. Sure. 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 All right. Well, guess what? I think we kicked ass. Oh, look at that. I, I mean, I, I think, <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, I think we may need to put a little Epsom salt or some Pepto-Bismol in, in his drink every every uh, Monday night. Because <laughs> I kind of enjoyed myself. I actually had a chance to talk to you. You had so, a little time to talk. I know. How about that? I mean, I, I'm, I'm kind of parched a little bit because I'm not used to kind of talking as much. So I think you can definitely give Phil a run for his money. I hope he's watching so we can tell him that his ass doesn't need to be here every day because Aww. we don't need him. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We love us some some Dr. Phil. Phil. And Phil, and we do hope you get better. He gets well. We hope his tummy is a little better. Um, I will send him some Pepto-Bismol via FedEx or something like that if he needs like like a uh, uh, if he needs to get tucked in um, tonight <laughs> or something like that because he's not feeling well. So. All right, Therese, this was awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this. Um, I'm excited you were able to come in kind of at the last second and kind of step up. And, mm -hmm. Thank you. you know, next man in. Thanks, thanks, thanks. I All appreciate right, it. Next female, next woman in. Hello. <laughs> next lady up. Next lady bear up. Yep. Uh, just want to remind everybody, we do got uh, a different, a little different schedule this week. Um, we do have the... Uh, Cars Keys is going to be tomorrow night at 8 p.m. as as opposed to Thursday night since Thursday is a holiday. Um, then we have the uh, fantasy show at 10 on tomorrow night. And then we have our normal keeping it 100 on Wednesday night. So make sure you guys tune in. And then we'll be back Sunday for uh, the Bears Hour Live after the game against the Jets. So thank you all for tuning in. And this is Chris Zorich and Lady Bear. AKA Sheree. Oh, wait, Sheree. I also know this lady bear. God, now I'm messing up. Wow. You were doing well. You were doing great. And you messed up my young name. Damn. Yeah, of all names. All right, all right. We are signing off. Have a good night. Thank you all for tuning in. See you back next week. Thanks for watching the Super 16 Poll Show with Chris Zorich. Like, subscribe, and comment. This has been a special presentation of the tape. Never Lies Network.
performance over politics. I'm not gonna press any buttons. 